what does this offense do well? We know they run it well. We know they got a couple thousand yard receivers. They've got a quarterback who might be going to the Hall of Fame. He's going to sack twenty. Is that true? Roethlisberger. Yeah. So really, what does this offense do well in this era? You have insurance? I do with State Farm. With State Farm? Yes. Explain me insurance. It's basically like it's basically like drafting a, a backup quarterback in the first round. Just in case. For the folks you said had written you off, maybe? What does this say to them? Yeah, they wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. That's the problem. I ain't right back. Let's go. You are now listening to The Longer Yard of the Dip Podcast Network. Welcome to the Longer Yard Podcast. I'm Ethan. He's Sam. Welcome to the show, guys. Sam, are you ready for this? Timmy. Ellie De La Cruz. Need I say more? Oh. I just got, you just gave me the spiel of this guy. Like, this dude is minutes to say he's dynamic. To say he's dynamic, he's like, I can't compare him to Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow is not like this freak athlete in the way that he is. I don't. I don't even know. I don't. I, I'm. I'm just too excited. I, I don't have words for it. It's, I, 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 I. I. don't like watch. It just sounds stupid, but like I'm. A, I coach high school baseball. I just don't follow major league baseball like I would want to. Right. So like I'm not in the know like I used to be. Um, but like you just gave me the whole spiel of this guy, his minor leagues and like th- this pro debut the other day and stuff. And I'm just like, this is just, dude, that's exciting. He's the perfect man for Cincinnati. If you hit a walk off home run, even in the minor leagues before you got to Cincinnati and you gritty, like that's, that's, that's a Cincinnati Bengals thing. So like you're already playing to your audience. That's just brilliant. Yeah, dude. And dude, imagine like the disrespect to like gritty. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'm 100% not the unwritten rule guy in baseball where like, oh, he disrespect me. So I have to go throw at him. I'm, I'm like, listen, chuck your bat. Like you hit a home run, bat flip, and make it, make it, make it so egregious that like, old school rules would say that you need to actually throw at this guy for like five straight at bats. That's how I got you. Just, I, got you. I want it to be so absurd that they just, they don't know what to do with you and uh, just bring the swag. Just bring the swag. Bring the swag. Dude, baseballs. Do you know what? It's killed me. Like we're talking about baseball. It's a football podcast, but you know, that's fine. Um, we're sports As a, guys. We like sports. We talk about basketball. That's basketball right. That's too, true. Whatever. Um, heat and seven, by the way. Um, so, <clears throat> so for baseball, right? Like I coach, I coach JV baseball, right? Like, and like, I won't fluff it up, right? Like it's JV baseball. Like you see some ugly baseball at times, like, yeah, straight up. And I saw a lot of it this year, like on my team, right? The thing that always killed me, right? Cause I, I play baseball. Right? I was varsity three years 
and then like some of my freshman year, right? No, no, no I was just saying, no. like when we played varsity, no one like maybe it's just like today's generation more, I guess. But like when we played, we just we didn't like we didn't get tripped out for games. We just mm. we just played the game, right? Like, and they got those sliding gloves, right? Like that you put on yeah. those like mitts. Those no one had those in high school. The only people that had those were like yep. the pros, right? No one had yep. those in high school. Like people did eye black occasionally. And you had like Evo shields and stuff, but like no one you never really saw high schoolers wearing shin guards or elbow guards or even the helmets with yep. the thing like Giancarlo, like just not a thing. Yep. Dude, I'm coaching JV baseball in every game. I see at least half the team with the oven mitts the helmets that come down all the thing, like the shin guards, the elbow guards. And I'm like, and it's JV baseball. And I'm like, you guys like are dripped out. Like you're co- like division one college athletes. And I'm like, and you guys are playing like ass. Like you guys need to flip the script. Like you need to wor- stop worrying about how you fucking look and start worrying about how you fucking play. Like this is pathetic. Like, Oh shit, bro. You, it, it's mean, kind of infuriating. I wasn't like, I wasn't even like, a, that good of a baseball player like I never played for anything competitive but I remember going to like a baseball camp when I was like seven or something like that and I got like the I got Barry Larkin's not like game worn or anything like that but it was like Barry Larkin um, wristbands like wrist sweatbands and I yeah. wore those every fucking game man like I That's, I pimped wrist, those see, things around wristbands i'm okay like wristbands right but like once you start adding like i'm okay if like you have like 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 if you wear like the three-quarter sleeves that's it you know if you have an evo shield that's it but like when you got guys that are just like adding everything and anything chains now because you can wear chains and jewelry in high school baseball and they got the eye black that's all the way down here and all that shit and then i'm just like you're so worried about how you look and you don't even realize the fact that right now you're on a junior varsity baseball team so like no one and cares. You're hitting, like, be on the junior varsity baseball team. <laughs> yeah, like no one cares, dude. And this wasn't not even just my team. Like I saw this with every team that we played, and I'm like, you guys just. This is why you're here. You're like, <laughs> like fucking one of the like. Oh man, like oh, it just kills me, man. It just kills me. It's mm. so funny though. It's like. Everyone, this is everyone is finally trying to emulate how they would do a create a player in like a video game. They want they want yeah. to actually look like that in real life, and yeah. it's not just it's just like it's okay, man. Like you, you can just you can be the most lame. I like honestly for the mo- majority of my career, I looked lame as shit. I, the only like sort of like. I don't even think it was like that cool, but it was in, it, not many players did it in the leagues that I was in. I did the like rolled up pants. So you, you could see the socks. That was like the only thing. No, are you talking about when you played baseball? When I played? Yeah. That, I, I, okay. I, I was the guy with that, that had the full sock showing. Dude, I actually, I dig that. Like if someone it looked good, dude, if you, if you play high socks, like I did it in middle school a lot because I think I was like, was like, dude, like, just look like a rod, like, no, no fancy gear. Just pull up the pull up the pants, hit dingers, you know, like, just do it well, like a rod. Here's the here's the thing, like, it it I think it only works if you play like certain positions. You play catcher, 
that look doesn't fly. Like that, that's not going to work. Doesn't work if you play like, first base. Yeah, yeah. And even the outfield, I played second base for like my entire career. So like, it was usually like little fast guys, which I wasn't fast, but like the little guys, <laughs> it kind of worked. So like, I'll tell you, it fit, it fit the vibe. I think there's three positions that high socks work in baseball. And that's third base, second my base. Other position? Third base, second base, and left field. That's it. You don't even think shortstop? No. Shortstop's like... Style. It, it's style like of player, yes. Not. But I, I typically think someone who plays, who has high socks, right? They're not as like... This, I'm not maybe this in a negative way. They're not as fundamentally sound or like smooth as like certain players, right? Like they could be a little... Hold on, hold on, bro. A-Rod was not that smooth. Like, I mean, he was smooth. He's smooth, but, like, if you compared A-Rod's motions to, like, Jeter's, Jeter was a lot smoother, right? You know what I mean? And all right. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to get this in. I didn't think I was going to have to do it and alienate a bunch of people. Um, Derek Jeter's defense is the most overrated across all of baseball ever. You're not, like, you're not wrong. I mean, he was, he was, I think he was a good defensive player, but I, he was like, he was, he was smooth when he, he played. He, he was not like, let me give him 15 gold gloves kind of good on defense. He was like, yeah, give him two. Did he finish with 15? I don't know what he finished. He finished with way more than he should have. Oh, it was, it was stupid. Like early career, Derek Peter, really good defensively. By like middle of his career, average, super average, because he couldn't move as well. That's true. Uh, for context here, just since I, I, I shat on Derek Jeter like that, um, five time. He has a five time gold glove winner. That's Mr. Three too many. I do, okay. I, I like Jeter just because he's the captain. Also, his 3,000 hit was like iconic. I mean, yeah. 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 Dude, that like, was nice. And, and his final, and his final, uh, at bat in Yankee Stadium was dude, that was cool. That was special. And dude, I you know what I love? Like I think I love this is when someone sticks out with one team. Not many guys do that, you know. Like not many guys do that. Jeter was one of them. Dude, that like, okay. That Yankees team, like early mid two thousands. Oh, dude, when they had like Mark Teixeira, A Rod, Jeter, Cano. Posada, Nick Swisher, Hideki Matsui. Oh, I mean, loaded. It was loaded. And absolutely was loaded. Made, like the 2009 World Series. I know. That was the only <laughs> 2000. Let me tell you, when they beat the Phillies, that Phillies team in 2009 was an absolutely was stacked awesome. team, too. Yeah. Dude, I mean, think about it. Dude, their pitching crew. They, the rotation, they had like four aces who would be an ace on any team. They had Roy Halladay, Cole Ham- Roy, rest in peace, Roy Halladay, Cole Hamels, I want to say Cliff Lee and Roy Oswald, right? Uh, so, wait, no way. This can't be right. Okay, so. Ryan Howard, Chase Utley, Shane Victorino. Because the, the winner in game one was, was Philly. They had Cliff Lee on the mound for the dub. Game two, it says the losing pitcher was Pedro Martinez. Is that true? For the for the Yankees? That's fucking nuts. 
No, no, no. For the uh, for the for the Phillies. And then Cole Hamels. Let's see this one. I gotta find the. Yeah, it says Pedro Martinez, man. That's nuts. That's wild. I mean, but yeah, your point. Because yeah, I think Halliday came over right after that. I think his first year was 2010. Pedro Martinez was a Philly? Whoa, dude. I know, that's blowing my mind. Because I think, yeah, Roy Halliday's first postseason was the following year where he had the no-hitter against the Reds. Dude, that, that Roy Halliday is one of the, dude, just one of the best, man. He was just he was surgical out there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous how good he was. Dude, that like, I mean, you're talking about, I mean, the best of the best hitting team versus the best of the best pitching team. I mean, the thing is with like the Phillies in this one, like, they might have even gotten a better pitching staff the following year by ha- adding Halliday and getting rid of. Oh Peter yeah, at the end of this oh for sure. Because then they had, then they had Halliday, Hamels, Lee, and Oswalt. I remember like playing like two K twelve, two K thirteen, major league, but like MLB, and they had those four. And I'm like, this is the most insane pitching staff of all time. Like this is, and then they also had like Ryan Madsen as their like closer. And I want to say Papelbon might have been in there as well. Jonathan Papelbon. I'll pull up their uh, just 2010 here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Halliday, yep. Hamels. J.A. Happ was on the team. Dude. Joe Blanton. Uh, no Pap on this one. This is. How, how did they not win the World Series? That's so embarrassing. Dude, that's it's just... Yeah, Halliday, Halliday goes 21-10 and 10 with a 2-4-4 ERA, 250 innings pitched, and two, and almost 220 strikeouts. That's disgusting. Good God. Kyle Kendrick started a whole bunch of games from that season. They had Roy Oswalt get... Didn't he get hurt at the beginning of the year or something? Or maybe he's coming yeah. back from injury. I don't even know. Just disgusting. This is just like absolutely. They, they dominated pitching like for so many years. Just, just like like think like they literally had three, four guys on their pitching rotation at a time who could go to probably eighty five percent of the teams and be their number one pitcher. Yeah. That's okay. True. Name a more like a more iconic triple like one two three punch than Cliff Lee. Roy Halliday and Cole Hamels. This is the easiest question in the world. Greg <laughs> exactly. Maddox, Tom Glavin, John Smoltz. Easiest question in the world. <sighs> okay, all right. That's fair. All right, that's fair. Okay, hold on. Get wrecked. Okay, I was not ready also, for that. All right. Almost, you could also probably argue that, granted, there was some cheating in there, but Clemens Pettit and Musina. That's nuts. Okay. I'm a, I, I love Andy Pettit. I just love the. I just loved his style, like just how he pitched. I love this. Will never get this. Will never get the love that it probably deserves. But I'm telling you right now, Barry Zito, Tim Hudson, and Mark Mulder from the early 2000s on the A's was. Oh, okay. Um, I'm trying to think. 
We are doing the, the Giants. We are the Giants. When they did their their three of five World Series, when they had Tim Lipsicum, Matt Cain, uh, uh, that and and Sergio Romo and dude, the beard, Brian Wilson. Brian Wilson, yeah. Oh, dude, I fucking love that dude, man. Dude, he, he was the best. Oh, he was great. All right, all right. Who's, Actually, who's, you know what? Hang on, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make sure I get this one in there. I can't remember for sure if they did, but if I'm pulling up the uh, years that they that they would have been together, if I can find and verify, I think Wilson there was a stretch. Right? Well, no, no, I was going to say I, another trio. If I can verify that all three were together, I know they all three played for a team would all be there, but I don't remember if it was at the same time. If well, I get Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, and Zach Granke with the uh, Astros, that might be another one. I, ooh, yeah, that's, that's true. That's, that'd be a good, yeah. They, in fact, did 2019. Mm. We're going to do this, right? Ranking the top MLB rotations of all time. Oh God! Here we go. That's here we go. All over the place. 2019. We don't even know. The Dodgers had a pretty good one a few years ago. 2019. Tenju Ru. If that's how you say it, I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw, Rich Hill, and Kenta Maeda. Dude, okay. Kershaw's Three. like the only superstar. I mean, Ryu had a really good year, but like. He, Three, that was like a one-year wonder from him. That's true. Three of their five guys had under two ERA. Kurt, uh, Bueller had a 3-2, and uh, Kintamid had a 4-3. That's pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a good stat. Here we go, bro. Okay. 2010, San Francisco Giants. Matt Cain, Tim Linscombe, Jonathan Sanchez, Bumgarner, and Barry Zito. Dude. Zito is still there, man. Let's go. Yeah. 2011, Phillies. We're talking about Halliday, Lee, Hamels, Oswalt, Vance Worley, who actually had pretty good numbers. Wow. They've got some older teams. I'm not even going to name the older teams. 2019 Houston Astros, Verlander, Cole, Granke, Wade Miley, and Aaron Sanchez. I don't know what I'm talking about. And you were right. 1998 Atlanta Braves, Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, Danny Eagle, Kevin Edward, John Smoltz. That is ranking. I don't even best care who the other two were. Pitching rotation I don't even care who the, time. I don't care who the other two were. You gave me three surefire Hall of Famers in Maddox, Glavin, and Smoltz. Hose, you're done. Hey, I, okay. Who is, in your eyes, the greatest pitcher of all time? It's not Nolan Ryan. Okay, that's awesome, fine. But it's not that's Nolan fine. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like. We'll do. We'll do your favorite. Your, your, who do you think the greatest, and who you, like your favorite is? I mean, my favorite might be like Dontrell Willis, man. I oh, that. dude, his high like swing kick, dude. That was nice. Okay, I got two favorites. I don't know about best, but like it's so it's so difficult because it's just I think eras have changed so dramatically. Randy Johnson's probably the greatest pitcher of all time. Okay, you know what. Ne- I, I don't know why he didn't jump to mind. I'm going to back that answer. Randy Johnson's the GOAT. Dude, right. I mean, the, the big unit. He killed a bird. 
Dude, yeah. Okay. Now my two favorites. Tim Lincecum. Love that guy. Love just his yeah, wind yeah. up and everything. Oh, dude. Yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah. Like, if you take a season, like a career off of a Dude, if you take a career off of like three, four seasons, surefire Hall of Famer. No doubt. Yeah. Um, him and CC Sabathia. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? That is fair because you're allowed to have that kind of bias. He, he was, uh, I can say Indians because they were Indians at the time. He was a Cleveland Indians pitcher. So that too. I also, I, bias. I won't, I mean, I won't lie to you. I like when I was like, my best friend Bailey's a Yankees fan. And so like, Gross. I just kind of attached to the Yankees. So like when I was in like middle school stuff, like I was a big Yankees fan. I loved that. Like, like Robinson Cano is one of my favorite players of all time. I, I, that's fine. He's like the only Yankee that I don't hate. Um, and like, I just love CC Sabathia. I love playing with him. And like, I still like the Yankees say like, I'll, I'll root for him. I don't have like, if I had to pick a, ter- a team, it'd be the guardians. Right. But I love, like, I like watching so many different teams. Like I love the athletics because of Moneyball. <laughs> you know, what I mean? <laughs> we have reference on numerous occasions here. Oh yeah. I didn't know that we love Moneyball at this point. They're not paying attention. Let's be honest. That's yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's 20 minutes we're talking about in a football podcast talking about baseball you know what? i'm not even mad i'm not even mad i'm not mad about it i'm not mad about it all right we'll transition we'll transition to football yeah. for you we got big news that came down the pipeline this week we now have the answer to who's the next matten cover athlete it is josh allen which by the way I know this probably doesn't matter for anyone but me. Uh, there are a bunch of Bengals fans that were mad that it wasn't Burrow. And thankfully, there was someone that's like super respected in Bengals Twitter that was like, why are you mad about this? Like, it's a good team, a good player on a good team. This is literally what we want. This is what we want yeah. the game to do. And Josh, Josh Allen, by the way, not just good player on good team, exciting player. Josh Allen is really exciting. So, like, I think they nailed it, honestly. With the exception of, you you may not have seen this, there is a blunder on the cover photo that they showed with his face mask. Mm. There's So he's got, like, the two bars that go across and then, like, the vertical bars. Yeah. Well, there's, like, a third bar going horizontal that just, like, stops, like, right near his mouth. It doesn't go all the way around. And it's like, how did that get through a QA process? Like, oh how did no gosh. one catch that? Gosh. You know what? Um, I saw in the comments of one of the posts, they were like, this is great. Now they can use the Madden curse as a reason why they got exited in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, though, the Madden oh. curse hasn't been a thing since like 2017. Especially now that like Mahomes has been on it like three times. Yeah, you can't say the Madden curse is real when fucking Mahomes won two Super Bowls, uh, two MVPs. Like, just no. Brady was on it. Like, wasn't yeah. Brady on it the year before? Like the summer before they won the Super Bowl because it was his first year in Tampa. Hey, yes, he was. He he, he so he, like, he split the cover with. He you know what's crazy? He split the cover with Mahomes, and those two were in the Super Bowl together. Yeah, the curse is not a thing anymore. That's dude. That's some script writing right there. Hey, for those that those that are uh, big into the uh, theory that everything is scripted, 
that did not help the uh, the argument Dude. against it. I didn't even think about that until like just now. <laughs> I know that's that's so funny. Oh. I didn't think about it either. Jeez. So who was last year was um, uh, John Madden the year before, which which was, was very appropriate given the circumstances. Twenty two was the year before that I think was Mahomes. Mahomes. Yeah, and then the year before that and was Lamar. The, was no, I thought that was the Brady Mahomes. Was that Brady Mahomes? Was Lamar twenty yeah. or twenty one? I think Lamar would have been the year before that because Lamar, that was it would have been right after he won the MVP. Here we go. Gonna look it up real quick. Who's old? Who's old? Yeah, Madden twenty two. Madden twenty two was Mahomes. Brady twenty one was Lamar. Madden twenty was Mahomes again, and then Madden oh, okay, nineteen. So, never mind. Never mind. Brady Mahomes was would have been right after the Super Bowl. Then never mind. We had that wrong. Oh yeah, we did. Ah, oh, damn. That's all right. Madden nineteen. Antonio Brown. I mean, he didn't go absolutely. I know. Crazy I know. Until a couple of weeks later, so it wasn't. It wasn't too foreboding. Overall, though, I think we can actually give Madden some credit here. Um, I, I, we have a lot of problems, obviously, based on the episodes we did last summer, and I'm sure we will do again with their ratings, how they yeah. choose to where they choose to, to place people in, in that. But when it comes to covers, I have a hard time thinking that they've ever really gotten it wrong. Yeah, I, I mean, for the with most the part, it's pretty shitty with the exception of the Peyton Hillis one, but that was intentionally done as a fan vote. And yeah, I think they just wildly under uh, valued what, like how hard the Browns fans were going to get into this. Hey, he fucking deserved that. All right. No, he did not. Yes, he did. All right. Yes. He based, did. But, based, but based on the setup that they created, like it was fair and square. Like, yeah, but if if but if they hadn't had a fan vote for it, he w- he wouldn't have been on the cover. Let's be That's honest. True. This, I, I saw um, CBS did a a couple two three years ago, or they might do it every year. But they they had a like a, a bracket for best fan base, and it came down to the final two: Titans and Browns. There's no fucking way that the Titans are in there. Jesus Christ! And I think the Titans that, won. I'm not gonna lie to you. Do you know how much that hurt me? But also, like, dude, if it comes to a poll for the Browns, if they're voting on something, they're yeah. fucking, we're they're in it, dude. They're, they're we're going hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Owen 16 right. parade, Cleveland. I have to tell you this because I was looking up things for, we're going to do some trivia later, guys. And I was looking this up. Um, I found something that hurt my heart and soul. Oh no. I was looking up most passing yards ever. So it doesn't have to be active player just ever. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to pull up pro football reference to make sure just to go to a second source. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to give you wrong information here, but yeah, yeah, yeah I get that. This is correct. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill is a top 50 uh, quarterback in terms of passing yards ever. Top 50? Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. What is he at? Like, 
31,000. 41. Uh, I'm sorry. No, no. He's 41st on the list. He has a career three, 33,265. And I'll probably add another three to 4,000 this year. You know, honestly, I think that says it's like, I mean, it's kind of any position too, but which by the way, with that in mind, if he gets another, we'll be, we'll be pessimistic and say 3000. If he gets 3000 more yards, that would put him up to almost 30th all time. That's bullshit. But I think that goes to show that like teams don't always get it right. Like teams think they get a franchise quarterback, but like to truly get a franchise quarterback, like it's like once in a blue moon, you know, like a guy like Ryan Tannehill being 41st on the list of all time passing yards. I know the league's changed, but like still like fuck that guy. <laughs> I hope your family's doing well. <laughs> By the way, just to just to make you want to like feel more pain, I should save this for a future trivia question, but I'm not going to. Twenty fourth all time with thirty eight thousand passing yards is Andy Dalton. Come on, dude. That's <laughs> dude. Uh... <laughs> I'm not even sorry for telling you that. It's just like I saw that. I was like, I was like, there's no fucking way that Andy Dalton is in the top 25 ever in passing yards. This is ridiculous. That's wild. You know what's crazy? It was whenever I do Madden and I play a quarterback, I have like what 30,000 yards by like year four. Like it's just insane. I'll You're f- passing for 7,000 yards a season. Dude, okay, not seven, probably like year five, year six, but like I easily throw 6,000 yards every season. I throw 70 touchdowns. Like it's insane. I, I don't play on rookie. I just play on like normal difficulty, but like it's insane. I I, I'll, I'll, I always strive for 100 total touchdowns as my quarterback. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and I'll, I'll, I'll like, I'll win, the, I'll, like, I'll get a surefire lock in for the MVP, be satisfied with my stats. And then I'll simulate to playoffs, win the Super Bowl. So then, like, I can just keep playing like faster. And then after like 15 years, I have broke every record. I have like 10 Super Bowls, 15 MVPs. Like, it's just fun. One time, okay, this is back to baseball. But I'm sorry, <laughs> I did the MLB, MLB the show. I did a my career, and I had a 25 year career in the MLB. Oh my god. I, 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 sna- I just, I timed it right. Right. So I did like a, f- my first contract was like six years with whatever team I was with. And then I signed a, um, four year deal, only a four year. I don't know why, but I only did like four or five years. And then I was like, man, I'm like 30. I'm like, if I do a six year contract, I'm like, they're going to make me retire after this. I was like, I got to get the biggest contract I can get. So I signed a 15 year I did a 15 year contract with like the twins dude. And since I was playing, like control my guy, like I could still play like a 99 or raw and like produce those numbers. And like my contract was like 15 years. It was like 500 million or something insane. Right. And I finished with like almost 1300 home runs 
in like almost three almost almost like three thousand RBIs. <laughs> Oh my god. Dude, you know what I'm saying? I was working night shift, and so I hooked up my PlayStation every night and played it for like three hours while I was at work. And I did this for literally, I don't know, four or five months. And I, I, I stretched out a 25-year career. Do you know how many World Series I won? Uh, 13. One. Say half. Oh shit. That's how fucking bad my team was, dude. I, like we make the playoffs because of me and then we would just wouldn't go anywhere. We'd be like first round exits every year. And I'm like, this is bullshit. That's gross. That's so gross. Oh, well, it was you know painful. What? You win some, you lose some, right? Yeah, you win. You win one. You Still, lose twenty-four. I mean, you're ba- you're basically living the Mike Trout career. You're going to go down as probably the greatest player ever, and can't even get yeah. like get out of the first round of the playoffs if you even make it. You know, like because Mike Trout, honestly, like like not that he's not one of the greatest of all time, but like he 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 arguably will go down as like one of the greatest of all time. But if you like break down his like stats. He doesn't like crack top five in like anything besides like war. I mean, I guess that's huge. I mean, yeah, but a lot of those are counting stats and yeah, just number of years played wouldn't get him there. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I think when he finishes, right, like he might play, I say he plays 16, 17 years. I don't think he even cracks 600 home runs. I think he's, I think he's in the 500 club. I don't know if he, I don't know if he makes the 3000 hit club. Oh, it's, it's a little harder now because he's faced the injuries the last couple of years. Yeah. So, Cause he's at like, yeah. I want to say he's at like 15, 16, maybe 1800 hits. 16. Six. Yeah. And he's already at like year 10, right? Year 11. Uh, debuted in 2011, so this would be like your 12, 13. Yeah, and you know, he's not going to hit 1,200 hits in five, six seasons. You know, no, 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 no. He's definitely not going to hit the, get to 3,000. But I mean, the biggest problem with that is 2020 COVID year. Then he played 36 games in 2021, and mm-hmm. he's only. That 59 games, he actually might have played majority of the team, but he was only at 119 games last year, so he still missed a bunch of games. So 40 games, yeah. That's just that's just part of it is just the injuries kind of that's have, true. Have battled have been things he he's had to battle the last couple of years. So that's those MVP years though were insane. Hot take. Uh, was it his first MVP? I think it was his first MVP. Miguel Cabrera should have won that one. Oh, if you're saying anything, Miguel Cabrera, I'm going to back it up immediately. Miguel Cabrera should have won MVP, but they were tired of not giving it to Mike Trout because he had had been really good in previous seasons. Miguel Miguel Cabrera is probably probably tied with Cano for my favorite player of all time. Dude, dude, okay. Miggy's triple crown year. Oh. Chef's kiss. Okay, all I'm saying is that um, the, Mike Trout, the year, first year he won it, he he hit 287, which was like his worst 
batting average up to that point. Yeah. Um, Miguel Cabrera hit three thirteen. I guess it was a semi down year for him. Maybe I'm th- maybe I am thinking of a different different year. He finished like ninth. I mean, Victor Martinez actually finished ahead of him. I remember Vic. What I would play for the Tigers and Indians. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. And a lot of teams actually. Um, let's see. Nope, just the two. Pretty sure just the two. Oh no, Boston. Went to Boston. Very. That's bad. right. And I'm pretty sure he was on the Royals too. Not according to his baseball reference. Neither here nor there. Congratulations to Josh Allen. As I circle back to that really quick. <laughs> uh, congratulations on the Madden cover. Very well deserved. Uh, hope, like at this point. You know, actually, I, I'm going to take back something sort of that I said earlier. That they always get the cover right. The Vince Young cover was stupid. Let's just be honest about that. And Matt, what year was that? Like 2007? Six, seven? Yeah. I think it was two thousand I think it was oh seven. That that was stupid. But I didn't other than that, I didn't they, follow they, Madden then, so I I don't I don't have anything to say. Like I can't. you were six. You were six I was seven or eight years old. Relax. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> yeah, you get it right, dude. Chill out, man. <laughs> That's my fault. That's on me. That's on me. Um, so we'll we'll move ahead there. The big news of the day, at least today, as we record, which is on uh, Thursday, June eighth, was Dalvin Cook getting released. There had been a bunch of rumors and conversations about it all off season long that this was probably happening, and now it finally comes to fruition. We see him hit the free agent market. Sound like they were trying to find some trade to make, and it just it just didn't work out. There was nothing that anyone was willing to give up. It sounded very similar to the New Hopkins situation. Yeah, and they that just sucks. Update. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just like, dude, running back is just weird because like, there's no so love for running back. Funny meme. Today. Well, I saw a funny meme. That uh, the that the NFL team, like any team in the NFL, is essentially the equivalent of Leo DiCaprio with women <laughs> for running backs. <laughs> yeah, how they feel about running backs? Once you get a certain age, like we're not That's even so going to bother with you. But dude, all right, it's really interesting because the uh, basically so the the three of the top six. Right. Yeah. Three of the top six 2023 cap hits at running back were either released or took a pay cut. That was Aaron Jones, Zeke Elliott, and now Dalvin Cook. Wow. Um, the other three are Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb, who deserve every ounce of their money and yep. are going to get absolutely used like workhorses. And the other oh, one, dude. the other one is Joe Mixon. And he's just kind of, and he's he's totally just the guy that's like, hey everyone, yeah, it's me, Joe Mixon. I don't belong here, oh, dude. But see, like, they're pro- like Minnesota's probably getting a lot of heat for uh, releasing Dalvin Cook, but not like too much, right? 
I think it's like that. That's the difference between like Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry. If Tennessee were to release Derrick Henry or the Browns were to release Nick Chubb, like these teams would like fucking riot and demand like the front ops to be fired. Well, I think in, in the case of both those teams, the Browns and Titans, um, their best offensive player is the running yeah, back. That's true. You can't say that about Minnesota. Dalvin Cook is amazing. Yeah. Like I, I love that guy, but but JJ is taking over. Justin freaking Jefferson. Man. Yeah, that's they're, true. They're they're far more worried about making sure that that guy's taken care of than the running back. And so, I think th- I think this could. I'm not necessarily predicting, but it could be hinting at a potential long term rebuild where they start moving out pieces because there's also talk about Daniel Hunter being available if teams are willing to give up something of value for him. Um, there's certainly, I feel like we've heard rumors for ever now about the possibility that like Kirk Cousins could, is going to end up in San Francisco. I don't necessarily oh, think man. happen, but that I feel like those rumors have been around for so freaking long. Yeah. And it's just, it's just one of those things where I I think there's a possibility that they try and pull it all down and build around JJ and see if they can get, if they get, if they're able to get some decent draft picks in, in potential trades. And let's not rule out the fact that they went, well, I think we said like 12 and one or something like that in once in one score games this year. Yeah. They, yeah, um, it was insane. Or third, maybe I maybe it was all thirteen of their ones. I don't remember. Point is, is that I don't think it's completely nuts. I think it's unlikely, but I don't think it's completely nuts that they could end up being like the fourth place team in this division. You no, honestly, you're, like you, you could be but right though. Like it, there's something there. Yeah. Like they could, they may, they may have to go back to the drawing board. So, and this is just like part one of having to do that. I wonder because I, I look at that team, right? And I think it was like 11 of their 13 wins were like one possession games, right? Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You look at that team and you're like, oh, this team isn't just like clutch. I think they were more so like they just they just got lucky right there, you know? For sure. And uh, for like, like you, you see that team and you're like, you, like it's not like a Kansas City Chiefs clutch. It was uh, all right. That team missed a field goal. We just won. All right. We've we just got enough to line ourselves up in position for a field goal. All right, there we go, you know. It's it's it was a weird season. And I, when you when you do that well in one score games, over the course of a long period of time, you're gonna be about five hundred. So there yeah. there's gotta be a rebalance somewhere. Uh they will likely have a downturn in those one score games, and maybe that means that they go, you know. 12 and five next year and win games by like 15 points every week. Yeah. I guess that's possible. It could be something along those lines, but they go, Oh, and five and one score games or something stupid like that. Oh, um, dude, you know, you know what I'm excited for is when we do our season projections again, that's going to be fun. Fun. Two episodes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. So, dude. uh, I, I think Dalvin's headed to Miami. That's that's my prediction. I think it's all but all but complete at this point. Yeah. Um, I just think I think with the way that he 
was already connected to the team via a potential trade destination. He fits exactly what Mike McDaniel is going to do offensively. And they want to build around speed. And Dalvin Cook is really fast. Like, as a one, two, three punch of Dalvin Cook, Tyreek Hill, and Jalen Waddle, that's nuts. Dude, those guys, those guys are so fast. They make fast people look not fast. Dude, him in Miami, though, Mike McDaniels would lose his shit, dude. Think about yeah, that. Great. Like, you're a head coach. You're like, dude, I have Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill, Mike Isecki for another year, nope. Dalvin nope. Cook. Nope. Nope. Mike Isecki. Oh, they did they? Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. I, for, I, I was thinking they, I don't know why I thought they tagged him. Um, I think oh, I was thinking of yeah, that's right. Um, you got Hill, Waddle, and Dalvin Cook. That's nuts. And by the way, you still have more speed at, at running back if you keep Mostert and Jeff Wilson. I hope, dude. Oh, I, I like both those guys a lot, too. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, <laughs> man. Just the fact that they're going to get shoved to the back burner because you got Dalvin freaking Cook, man. Like, that's... Dude, two is not even going to play quarterback, man. He's not even going to play. Like, they're just going to run like a, like, like a wildcat. Well, they're going to run the wildcat like what freaking Baltimore does with... <laughs> oh. Yeah. Down with the nasty. Speaking of Baltimore, that is the team that I predicted he would go to. And I sent that in the text. You know, if he doesn't go there, that's great. You're just for trying us. to cause that's honestly. Pain. I think you. I think you're just trying to cause me and Mitch pain, to be honest. Because like, yeah. I don't. I don't foresee that. But but your argument that they're that they're going to give everything that Lamar needs to win does give it some level of credence. I would just be pretty surprised. They've, they've been making like a little bit of, like they they got Odell. They also drafted another wide receiver. Like I think they're really trying to like. Get him something there, you know. Like, I think they're saying no, no excuses. They they really struggled with receivers last year. It was, I mean, it was bad. Well, I should say, I think what they said was no excuses, and then they yeah, followed it true. up with. Um, they they also are basically saying that like, we want to make sure you're motivated to come back. Yeah, because that's true. Like. If he, if the problem this year was that he wasn't even motivated to come back, like, would you want to go back to those receivers? Because I wouldn't. No. Like, they had Rashad Bateman, who was their number one, who missed, like, over half the season with ankle injuries and stuff. But, like, and even when he did play, it was nothing special, like, which was a letdown for me. I was a little disappointed. I was, too. I was, too. I thought he was going to have a good year. I thought he'd be a nice flex option for fantasy. It was not. I, I was kind of in that boat. Like he would have been, he would have been like the guy that you could put in as flex, but maybe depending on matchup, you're like, all right, I'll just move him to my bench this week. Like, yeah. he was that. He was like the the rotational flex option. Um, definitely, if you had a bye week, you're like, oh, I'll throw Rashad Bateman. I'm I'm comfortable with that. Yeah, and I think he maybe honestly had like two solid weeks. I'm not going. I'm not looking up his game log to find that out. I trust that rough estimate. <laughs> it was just. It was no. brutal. I had him. I had him in a lot of leagues. I don't know how many leagues I would have had him in, but 
I think are you, well, how many leagues were you in? Were you in five or six? Five. I five. think I was in I was in five. Four. I don't know how many I was in. You're in four. You're in four. I commissioned two. I was a part of Mitch's. And my other friend. Yeah, I was in four, you're right. Yeah. That's right, because yeah. I always remember every week I would say I went three and one. And then every, yeah, and then like that'd be that, that one random, the couple random weeks out there, I'd be like, I went one and three. There was no in between. It was a three and one or one and three. I was chasing that four now for so long, man. I never got it. I think I had <sighs> the year before I was in, I might have been in the fourth. I think I was only in three leagues. And I went three and oh, only like one single week, but I was like, yes. Oh, this is a great feeling. I felt so good about it. I mean, that's arguably one of the best feelings during fantasy football. Because, like, think about it, right? Fantasy football, it, it consumes us so much that, like, it really will fucking ruin your week, dude. Like, if your team is that bad, it'll just ruin your fucking week, man. And so if you if you if you can put all the pieces together and go three and oh or ever however many wins and oh depending on how many leagues you're in, you truly, like, you feel unstoppable. Like, you feel like you're on top of the world. And if you can do it while having, like, your teams are, like, almost identical and, they're like, they're kind of mixed up and all over the place, even more respect, even more props to you. That was well said. Well said. Honestly, it might, it might feel better, like – Obviously, it doesn't feel better. Like, and you'd rather not have a four and a week over winning a championship in fantasy football. But like, think about the mood it puts you in. If you win a fantasy football championship, you're kind of almost expecting it. You're like, all right, I made it to the championship. You're like, I got this. I'm going to win the chip, right? You go four and zero, four four wins across four leagues. You're like, it, you, you weren't expecting. Like, you were like, you're you're like, all right. I hope, I hope we get some wins here. Like, I hope we do all right. And then you walk out the week four wins. You literally are like, I can't be touched. Like, I just can't be touched. Now, if you go 4-0 and in that championship week, like... Oh. I mean, that. then I feel like if you... If, 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 you, if you're in, like, say, three-plus fantasy football leagues and you win every single league, I feel like it's an automatic... Your name goes on a ballot for a Hall of Fame. Like you, you go in Canton or whatever. Shit. You know what I mean? Like you, email, okay. you, you it's got immediately, and then you also are like a week and a half later. You get a letter in the mail, and it's a job offer letter from Fantasy Football. They want you to be a Fantasy Football analysis. I'm just saying, like that's what I'm I expecting. Don't, I don't hate the idea. I don't hate the idea, but the problem is, is that there would be, a, there would be rigged leagues. Wait. Well, it's not just that, but there's like, there's going to be, there's so many fantasy football leagues is what I'm trying to say that that's true. You have probably like at least like 15 to 20 people that have done this and it'd just be like, it'd just be silly. That's true. Okay. You get an, a letter. It's an interview. You get to go to an interview. Okay. There you go. There you go. Okay. This works a little better. This works a little better. Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll, 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 
I'm ready for fantasy football. Man. Dude, I am so pumped for fantasy football, bro. Like, we, you, you, me, you, and Mitch have been talking about it a little. And, like, now that I'm in Ohio for good, I'm like – like a draft party draft night is happening. No questions, right? Like I do not care. I'm going to transition one of my leagues that I commission to a league where all the guys, they live in Ohio and we will have a draft night and a draft party. Um, There will be like pre-draft rituals, traditions or whatever that will start games or whatever, or like a combine, something, whatever. I don't care to determine the pick or we'll just do a lottery or whatever. And then Come the draft, there will be a podium, and the thing, the the, the dun, 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 like the the draft thing will go off, and you will walk up and you will announce your fantasy football's draft pick for that round. That's so. And then I will come up as commissioner after every pick, and I will say, "Okay, this team is now on the clock." This is so Dude. formal, and I'm digging it. Dude, it's going to be like, we got to broadcast it. We have got to broadcast it. Like, it's going to be fucking epic. Well, when the, when the dip gets its own YouTube page, we can consider it. Dude. We'll just, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to record it just for my, my kids. I mean, so if, I show we're doing my kids. That, if we're doing that, you have to require everyone shows up in like suits. We could okay. We could either do suits, or we could all do the same outfit, like identical shirts or something. I feel like suits. Suits. suits I feel like we got to do suits because you're probably right. Because it's it's a formal thing now. Oh, okay. By the way, by the way, by by like the by like halfway through, we're all gonna be sweating in it. Like not just because we're. But we're just like we're just stressed because we're like, oh, this guy just took my, my my tight end that I needed to get. So oh. you're like, so you're all wearing, you like take the jacket off, you loosen the tie, you roll the sleeves up, and then you're like, everyone's in a suit that's a little too tight, you know, because like we didn't just want to go out and buy a suit for the draft, so you're like, we'll just make the one we have work, you know. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, dude. And, like, you're just going to be like sweating. You're like, oh. But speaking of drafts, right? You know how, like, in the NBA draft, because, you know, typically, I mean, always a lot of tall guys, right? And they'll have their dress pants and, like, a long dress shirt with a tie. And then they put the hat on, right? Like, you know that picture, right? Yeah. We had our baseball banquet. And it was a very casual banquet. One of the players showed up in dress pants and a dress shirt. And I'm not knocking him or anything. I like that he dressed up. I like that he took it serious. And he had a tie, but he also wore his hat, like our baseball hat. I don't know why he wore the hat, but he wore the Like he looked like he was getting drafted in the NBA. And it just like, it it killed me. It was hilarious. Like it was just so funny. I kind of dig it though. Like I told him, I was like, do you watch the NBA draft at all? Or like, do you know what that looks like? And he was like, no. And I was like, you look like the players that get, cause he's also like, he, he's like six, three, six, four. So I was like, you literally look like the players that get drafted. Like they're dressed up in a shirt, shirt and tie and dress pants. And they, they, they put on their cap for the team. They just got drafted. I'm like, it's so fitting. Respect. I love yeah. it. I love it. You know what I don't love? What? I don't love dudes getting suspended for gambling. I don't either. Come on, man. Like, so stupid. So Isaiah Rogers is now 
the new suspended player. He's a cornerback for Indianapolis. He's going to be missing, I believe, the entire year for uh, betting on multiple games. Include, And I think the reason it's the entire year because it includes uh, games that the Colts were in, which someone, someone had to make the joke. The uh, big Vikings comeback last year in one of the games was against the Colts. And he's like, you think Buddy put on a put a bet on the Vikings money line at halftime when they were down like <laughs> three, three And I was like, that that's actually a, that's a good tweet. That's a good tweet. Um, however, new information is starting to come up regarding the Jamison Williams suspension. As we already know, he suspended six games for uh, as as it was determined gambling within a league facility. Didn't gamble on on a football game, uh, or at least not a pro football game. It was either on an Alabama football game or basketball game, since that is where he finished his uh, collegiate career. Well, it's come to light. Oh, college football game. Sorry, I should read the tweet that I'm referencing. Um, It has come to light that the quote-unquote team facility that he was betting in is actually a team hotel. It was a game where they were on the road. He's in a hotel room and he bet on an Alabama football game. And that got him suspended six games. How fucking stupid is that? It's just, (sighs) a hotel room in another state is a team facility. That's wild. I just don't get why there should be like any, I can kind of see like if you're betting on your own team that you're actively playing on or whatnot, you know, like that I could, that I could, I could see, I would say, you know what? Like, Hey, first time you bet on your team and like, you could really see like how a player could really alter the the outcome of certain things. It's like a, a fine and maybe like a one or two game suspension, right? Then if it happens, you increase the odds. But like Calvin Ridley, immediate one year suspension. Like that was just fucking bullshit. He didn't dude. even play games. That was when he was like, literally inactive for mental health reasons. It was just insane. Like it's so bad, man. They've got it backwards. Bad. Like they, they they give him a year suspension, and yeah, Deshaun Watson wasn't criminally charged. But twenty six like lawsuits, and he gets an eleven game suspension. And someone gambles what fifteen hundred bucks, and gets an entire season. Yeah, and he missed out. Like Calvin Ridley missed out on an actual year salary, whereas Deshaun Watson only missed out on what like a million dollars or something like that. Well, because, because they, of they his contract was structured. But, that, but that's still nuts, though. Yeah, it's still pretty. Heinous, to be honest with you, it's just crazy. Like, let him fucking gamble. Like, they're they're taking. Like, think about it, right? I, I've been seeing like these things. Say, if someone signs like a fifty million dollar contract, depending on where you are, obviously it's taxes are different. But like, they don't take in fifty; they take in like twenty five to twenty eight million. Like, that's what they take in. Like, it's just, it's because of all the tax. Like, it's insane. Like. I, don't, I mean, yeah, it's still a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. But, like, 
who cares? Like, let the fucking guys gamble their money. Like, whatever. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, you have you let anybody else do it. Like, just they're they're entertainment. They're they're entertainers. But like if the entertainers. If they're doing it in small doses, like you're talking about Calvin Ridley was like $1,500 is what he bet across yeah. like multiple weeks of NFL games. Yeah. yeah. These dudes are making millions of dollars. Like $1,500 is like if you and I bet five bucks yep. on a parlay or something like that. Like it's really not that big of a deal. If you start getting that, seeing that they're in like some high stakes gambling stuff and it's like, oh, we're going to have like, I'm going to put a $5 million bet on something. I don't think you should be suspending them, but you should probably be like, all right, let's get you some help because yeah. you are going to ruin your career because you're not handling your money correctly. If they're betting like mattress Mac. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this little stuff should be nothing, especially if it's not on an NFL game. Yeah. Or, just... or, and if they're, and by the way, if they're not, if they're not going to actively be participating in the game, I don't give a shit if they're betting on it. Like, yeah. If you tear your ACL in the preseason, bet away. I don't give a, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I really don't. I think the only thing with that is like you could potentially like, yeah, you're still part of the team. You could maybe understand the you game plan, the coach. Yeah. You have some so I'm like, for sure. Def, I'd be like, you know what? Trade, like bet on anything. Like if you're playing a team, you that week you can't bet on your team or the team you're playing. Bet whatever you else want to bet though. Like I don't give a well, shit. Well, here's here's my here's my my counter argument. There, you're going to be most likely gambling on your team to win, which you wouldn't be throwing the game even if you were playing in that regard. So, like, yeah, if you're betting on your team to win, who cares? Like that from that perspective, if you're betting on your team to lose because you have inside knowledge within your team that so-and-so might be hurt. They can't play or whatever the case is. Here's my counter argument to what you said. You have to answer to your own teammates and say, I bet on you guys to lose. That's yeah. That's, that's a good no one. Reason, I like that. There's no reason to suspend them at that point. They're going to get their yeah. ass kicked. Like for sure. If I'm a teammate, if I'm a teammate and that happens, like I'm, I'm smacking this dude around. Yeah. Dude. I don't care if it's Aaron Donald. I'm kicking his ass. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Aaron, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. He actually, he, he meant it off air. He was like, fuck that guy. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? A <laughs> uh, couple more topics before we get to we get to uh, jump in on trivia very quickly. We'll talk about this. Uh, our, our Jimmy Butler, because that's who I compared him to. Our Jimmy Butler, Frank Clark, is signing with the Seattle Seahawks. So they're sh- helping sure up their defensive. Was it the Seahawks? I thought it was the Broncos. Well, Broncos. You're right. I'm sorry. It's okay. Like- you're thinking. You're thinking Russell Wilson. Or no, no. Yeah, think it's Seahawks. Was, Russell Wilson. And then your other topic. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, you're on it. You're on it. Got myself confused. Signing with the Broncos. Um, so, from a, from a Broncos perspective, this is actually a, this is great because you take away something from your division rival, 
Yeah. So your team gets better and their team gets worse. Like that's a that's that's a good play. That's some it's you, a win win. Yeah. Game. And and I mean, not that their defense needs more help, but you can never have enough pass rushing. So no, it's, it's a good move. Very good move. Uh, as you said, the other topic. There apparently was almost a trade in place that had Russell Wilson prior to his trade to the Broncos that would have had him going to the Philadelphia Eagles. And apparently it was one that he declined, which is very, very interesting. Uh, If that trade would have happened based on the things that like the picks involved and everything, that would have meant that AJ Brown would not have ended up in Philadelphia. That would have meant that um, Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, like a lot of these made these moves over the last couple off seasons for Philadelphia basically wouldn't have existed because they would have put so much into acquiring Russell Wilson. And plus they probably would have had to trade a couple players, uh, reasonable young players over to Seattle in the way that Denver did. So it's very interesting to me that he would turn that down, but I guess, when you think about the fact that they didn't have AJ Brown at the time, I sort of get it. Yeah. Like, I like Devonte, but like it's AJ Brown, man. Like that dude's a stud. Yeah. But I'm also really happy it didn't happen because we wouldn't have gotten the Jalen hurts experience this year. That's true. It's true. I'm sure they're happy about it too. Cause they wouldn't have gotten the Jalen hurts experience this year and probably wouldn't have been yeah. in the Super Bowl. No. Gosh, what a difference that would be. That would have been. Do you think if he was an eagle, Russell Wilson would have more touchdowns than toilets? Well, he would have had a different house, so there's a better chance. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll take you to a non joking question that I'm actually curious about. If, big if, if. Russell Wilson have been traded to the Eagles instead of the Broncos. Do you still think Aaron Rodgers is on the Jets? Ooh. Wilson and the Eagles. Hmm. Do you think that he could have been an, uh, an option again for Denver this offseason? Could have been, yeah. And they definitely would have paid him. Yeah, dude, yeah. Thought, yeah that's, that's, that is interesting. But we also, you know what else we, we like, could have been different? The whole, like, because of everything that would have uh, changed with Seattle's, like, offseason, it could have been Dr- Jalen Hurts gets traded to, um, to Seattle instead of Drew Locke so that they still do the quarterback thing. Jalen Hurts gets wins the job over Geno Smith, and we don't get that. I didn't like. I ain't right back though, dude. That's that's our tag. Like that's 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 big for us. Yeah. That brings in paychecks for us. That one, <laughs> sure, sure. Oh, God, dude! You, now you're talking about. I'm like, I'm so excited to hear what what new things we'll hear. We're going to get lots of just like random stories the rest of the summer. It's going to be great. Dude, I hope, I hope uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick keeps commentating and we just get some like off the walls thing when he's like commentating. It's going to be great. 
it wouldn't be Ryan Fitzmagic if we got just like very straight laced commentary. He's got to give us something just dude. Nuts. I, I, I well, I'll, like I love that video where he's just like got the blood on his face and it's got the, the guy scares him. He goes, Oh, like, dude, <laughs> so great. Oh, I love previous, it. Which was previously yeah. in our, mm. uh, in our open before we had to replace it with, uh, with Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Uh, one last thing before we get to trivia. This is kind of trivia, but it's not going to actually count in the way of trivia. I sent okay. you a DM on Twitter that you need to look at. It has a picture. I will read you the caption, and then I want you to tell me who the players are in this picture. Okay? So it's a tweet from Kyle Brandt, who uh, is on Good Morning Football on the NFL Network. And it says, running back Mount Olympus. There are eight football players in this picture. They all played running back. They have a combined 92 seasons played, 23,915 carries for over 100,000 yards in career rushing, almost 900 career touchdowns. Can you name any of those eight players? Uh, Barry Sanders. That is one of them. Correct. Emmett Smith. That is another one. That is correct. You are two for two, baby. There's at least one you will not get. I promise you that. That's okay. There might be six that I don't get. Okay. The guy. Mitch is going to kick your ass if you don't get one of them. Come on. Is it? Come on. Okay. What was the guy's name that, that just pressed? Just pass. I'm like drawing blanks right now. I just passed. Oh no no no! It's not Franco. There's no Franco. Oh, okay okay okay. Um, yeah, Franco would have been older than all these guys. Is this was this something that was just like recently taken? This, yes, this is a recent picture. Okay, because okay, the guy on the right, the second like second from the right, he's in a show. Him. I, I can't like his name's fucking his name's killing me, dude. Um, Eddie George. Eddie George. Eddie George is correct. You are three. Four. Okay. Um, four. I'm not, but I'm not going to count. Right dude, where? Hold on. Three on a real note, though, where, where's uh, where's OJ? I'm just kidding. <laughs> just to be clear, no one is saying these are the oh. best eight running backs of all time. The other ones I don't know. All right. Well, you're going to get your ass kicked by Mitch if he ever listens to this episode. That's fine. From left to right, from left to right, that is Jerome Bettis, the bus. The bus. Pittsburgh Steelers, great. Jerome Bettis on the left. Yeah, Mitch is going to kick your ass for that one. It's fine. Uh, next it's to fine. Jerome Bettis is Emmett Smith, who you did get. And then next to him is Barry Sanders, who you also got. Uh, The next person next to Barry Sanders is Marcus Allen, played for the Vegas. Sorry, not they weren't Vegas at the time. Played for the Raiders. I think he Mm -hmm. also might have played for the 49ers or Rams as well. But Marcus Allen, uh, very good running back in the 80s. In the middle there next to him is Marshall Falk. You should know that one. I should have gotten that one. Uh, Next to him is the greatest single season running back of all time, Eric Dickerson. 
<laughs> also of the Rams and Colts. You got Eddie George. And then the one on the far right that I knew you would never, ever, ever, ever get because I couldn't even name him is Christian Okoy. I had no idea what that dude looked like. Oh, he yeah. Played for okay. the Chiefs. Yeah, I like it for the Chiefs. Uh, probably his funniest tone of the group, but very, very good player. Eddie George was in Ballers. Um, and that's what I was just oh, thinking. I was like, okay. dude, it's fucking, he, he makes an appearance. And I was like, dude, it's fucking killing me. I was like, uh, I feel like I, you should have known him because you're kind of an Ohio State fan. Not, uh, not huge, honestly. I just, I don't follow college football, like, really at all. I think I'm going to start following it more this year. Um, like throughout the season. Cause I think I only really kind of chime in like playoffs and like that kind of stuff. Um, now I'm not saying like I bandwagon and root for whatever team. I think that's just kind of when I like see more about it and pay attention more. But like, I think I, it's probably best that I start following it a little more. It would definitely help you as you get prepared for shadow team drafts. Yeah. Just yeah. No, out. you're, you, you're not wrong. Okay. Real trivia this time. I told you before the pod, I have potentially three questions in mind. Uh, reason we're doing trivia, it partially is, uh, it's fun content, number one. Number two, uh, Ben and Adam on the Hoop Forum have been doing this for like a couple months now. And, you know, we just, we'll have some consistency across the show. Do they do it every episode? Every episode. And the one that oh, wow. I, I, I jumped on to help him, uh, thankfully it didn't count against Adam because I did not get it right. Uh, but I, I even got to participate in some trivia on that one. So as I said before the pod DM, I have a feeling I'm going over three. I mean, I can ask you all three, but I, I, I don't want to necessarily have a chance to go, to go up three Oh on you in the first week. So I only wanted to count one of them for actual trivia points. So my question here, my question here, this is all going to be focused in on active players. So I will not ask you like, I will not ask you super long back historical questions because I know that's going to put you uh, in a bit of an unfair position being the young person between the two of us. Um, so focusing in solely on active players, I have an offensive question, a defensive question, and a special teams question. Which okay. side of the ball would you like to focus on? Let's go special teams. God, I really wanted you to pick special teams. I'm so happy you did. <laughs> yes. Okay. Here we go, baby. I'll give you multiple choice on this one, okay? Uh, this, is, this is a preface to the question. So you, this is not, I'm not, I'll let you know when it's time to answer. Okay. Justin Tucker, as we know, is the most accurate kicker in NFL history with a 90.5 field goal percentage. Okay. All members of the top five in field goal percentage in NFL history are currently active players. I already gave you number one with Justin Tucker. I will name five players. You have to pick which of those five is not the, uh, a member of the top five. So again, Tucker's one. Okay. I'm going to give you the other four and one additional player. And you have to predict which of those five players 
is not in the top five all time in field goal percentage. Okay. Again, okay. Hold really on. Real quick. That's that's for real. Like the five most accurate kickers of all time are active players. That is correct. I love that. All right, go on. All right. I will give you the five names that I'm going to give you. Again, only one of them is not in the top five. Okay. Okay. Harrison Butker. Also just a great name to say. Daniel Carlson. Jason Myers. Matt Gay. Young Hoku. Which of those five kickers is not a member of the top five uh, field goal kickers in terms of percentage in NFL history? Okay, same again. Harrison Butker. Daniel Carlson. Jason Myers. Matt Gay. Young Hoku. It's Young Hoku. Young Hoku. That is incorrect. Young Hoku is actually the second most accurate kicker. Damn it. I just had this weird feeling that I wanted to, I, 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 I had this weird feeling he was going to be up there. And then I was like, you know what? Watch him not be that guy. Justin Tucker one, Young Hoku two, Daniel Carlson third, Harrison yeah. Butker fourth. Matt Gay, fifth. Jason, Jason Myers is 13th. Oh. He's, not, he's actually not the next out of the, after those five. He's not the most accurate kicker after them. Chris Boswell is 11th. Okay. okay. All right. It's all right. You are, I, take, I take a nice 1-0 lead on you. Would you like the other questions? You want me to save them for future weeks? Let's just go. You want to get them? Do you, I'm not going to yeah. count them for points. Just so you know. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Because again, I don't want to have like some really unfair lead on you. Um, Let's go yeah. defense. You want defense next. Okay. We are looking at the active leader in interceptions. Again, I, I like to give you a little lead in on some of these things. There is no active player in the top 50 in career interceptions. The record for most interceptions in the career in their career is 81. The active leader, and there are two of them, they have 34. So pretty big gap. My question for you. It's kind of, I'm kind of being a dick here, and I'm a little sorry about it. <laughs> is that there are four active linebackers as the leading active linebacker in interceptions. They're, they're tied with the same number of 12. I will give you, I will give you five names. You tell me which one is not in that group. Okay. You ready? Four. So four players. Four linebackers have 12 career interceptions. That is the most amongst active linebackers. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, very, I realize I worded that very poorly. That is the most amongst active linebackers. I'm going to give you five names. 
you have to tell me which of those five names is not a member of the 12 interception club based on end of the 2023 season. Got it. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Levante David, CJ Mosley, Jordan Hicks, Deion Jones, Shaquille Leonard. One of those names does not have 12 career interceptions. One more time. Sorry. Levante David, CJ Mosley, Jordan Hicks, Deion Jones, Shaquille Leonard. Shaquille? That is incorrect. CJ Mosley has 11 career interceptions. That is correct. He's a, okay. All right. He's a pretty good pass coverage linebacker. He he is. You are not wrong about that. Um, he just can't. It's interesting looking at. Well, it's interesting when you look at games played to get to those numbers. C.J. Mosley has eleven in one hundred and twelve career games. Lamonte David has a hundred or took him one hundred sixty six games to get to twelve. Jordan Hicks one hundred nine games to get to twelve. Deion Jones ninety six games to get to twelve. It only took. Shaq Leonard, 61 career games to get to 12 interceptions. Damn. That felt like a trick question. Because, like, I think of those guys, and I'm like, C.J. Mosley is probably arguably the best pass coverage linebacker of the five. Historically, but he, I think he took, uh, I think he's had kind of a downturn the last. Yeah. So. Hmm. All right, maybe I can end it on a bang. This one I'm a little less prepared for. Um. So let me let me do a quick flip flippy flop here. In terms in terms of uh, having my multiple choice filled out. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay. There are four. Make sure I get this right. I don't want to say something. I'm sorry. It's actually no. It is four. I'm sorry. There are four active players who are in the top 50 all-time in fumbles, offensive. So they have, they're the person that fumbled the ball. Four of them in the top uh, are active in the top 50, okay? I'm going to give you five names. It is your job to pick which of those five names is not in the top 50 all-time. Okay. I will tell you now, these are the five active leaders. So I'm not but trying one's to give someone that one's one is not in the top fifty okay. all time. I got so, you. But they are all they all have a history of fumbling the football. Okay. Okay. I want you to pick who is not in it. And then I'll give you, you know what? If you get this wrong, I'll give you a chance to get a bonus point and pick who's actually the most of the five who has the most, and I'll let you actually get a point off of it. How about that? Okay. Okay. All right. I will not take a point, but I'm giving you a chance to get a point. Here are the five players. Okay. Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson, who is not a member 
of the top 50 in career fumbles. Derek Carr. That is incorrect. Fucking damn it. That is incorrect. It's not Rodgers. Here's, here's, I won't tell you who's not on the list. I will instead give you a chance to get your point. So all members are in play because you know Derek Carr is in the top 50. Who on those on that list of those five players has the most career fumbles? If you get this right, I will give you a point. I want to see Stafford so badly. Stafford, Carr, Rogers, Wilson, and who was the other one? What names did you say? Stafford, Carr, Rogers, Wilson. Cousins. Cousins. I'm going Stafford, dude. You will not be getting a point this week, my friend. Oh, the, I, was, I was legitimately surprised when I saw this, and that's why I wanted to bring it up for a trivia question. Is it Rodgers? The active leader, and I would not have been surprised if it's Rodgers just because of number of games played. Mm-hmm. He's been around since 06. The answer is Russell Wilson. Damn. I legitimately was surprised by that. So Russell Wilson, yeah. based on when these guys came into the league, you were looking at a starting season of, oh, again, I mean, he was drafted in 06, Rodgers, but like, I guess he didn't play until like 09 or something like that. Doesn't matter. Stafford's first season was in 2009. Cousins and Wilson are 2012, and Derek Carr is 2014. Mm. But even like, even like Andy Dalton isn't, even, isn't remotely close to these guys. And he started in 2011. So I just found that really interesting. See, that's the, 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 the catch with Rodgers, right? Is his touchdown to interception ratio is like stupid. Insane, right? But he fumbles the ball a lot. I don't say necessarily it's his fault, like all the time, but some of the time, you know, for sure. Part of the gig. I mean, yeah. I get the, the always interesting thing is that our brain would immediately think that we should be focusing in on running backs, carry the football. Dude, I, but the position most prone to fumbling the football are quarterbacks. You started naming off quarterbacks and I was just like, I already had this answer. I thought it was all running backs. And I thought, I was like, if he says Zeke Elliott, which one is not in the top 50, I was like, I'm saying Zeke Elliott because it's definitely a trick question. But I was not ready for no, quarterbacks. No. I was tempted. Um, so for just for fun fact for you, the active leader amongst non-quarterbacks, I actually might save this question now that I think about it. Oh, that's Melvin Gordon. I'm actually going to save this one. All right, all right, all right. Because if I do it, I'll automatically win. You you wouldn't get it. There's literally no way that you're going to get it. I'm I'm excited for this. (laughs) Now I'm thinking. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to, I'm just leaving it. I'm just leaving it. You know what? That's fine. You know what? And look at it. Look at it. Almost hour 30. Almost hour 30. Hmm. 
I'm I'm gonna get evil without trying to be like too much of a dick. But there are some really like fun things in there. Oh, babe, did you did you come up with these questions or? So I just looked up active leaders. I just looked up the. I just searched okay. Google. I was like, I was just like active leaders. And I was just like, oh, I'm just, I'll just see what I find because I, I, we talked about doing some trivia. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to give him the obvious stuff of like career passing yards or passing touchdowns or something like that. Like I would just, I feel like you're going to have a pretty good lockdown of like what you're looking at there, especially with the quarterback position. Cause it's yeah. when we talk about something like that, if you guess Brady, you're probably, you know, if you guess Brady for a quarterback, you're probably going to get me right. 90% of the time. Exactly. So I wanted to get you something that's a little bit more out there. So I started like, it gave me a drop down list of all these different stats. And I was just like, I just started like flipping through them and I clicked on fumbles thinking that it was like defensive fumbles forced. And then I realized I was looking at a list of offensive players and I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Okay. That was, that was a good question. And then, and then I was like, I want to do, I want to do something with kicking, just something stupid like that. I thought that, and I, I like when I clicked on it and it said, and I, I just looked at career leaders. I wasn't even looking at active leaders. I looked at career leaders across anybody who's that's ever wild. And when I said, and when it had the top five names were all active, I was like, that's nuts. That's just, it's crazy. I almost, I almost wanted to give you something that included the name Adam Vinatieri. Under I, dude, I was thinking him like, as. Well, he's not. He's not accurate. Yeah, but he is definitely one of the most like accurate kickers, though, right? Like he's up there, top ten. No, are you serious? That's why I was going to get you. Oh, I definitely would have guessed top ten for sure. Fun fact. Fun fact for you. What's his career like? Eighty-seven. Your boy. Your boy Phil Dawson. He's up there. Has a higher career field goal percentage than Adam Vinatieri. That's what I'm fucking talking about. Is he still in the, the Niners? He hasn't played since 2019. Dude, why do I feel like I saw a, a clip of him like last Robbie year? Gold was the kicker last year. That's okay. Robbie Gold. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. He's and, old as uh, shit too now, isn't he? Robbie would have been in the top 10. Uh, well, he's in the top 10, but he's no longer active, so I couldn't include him. Ah. Uh, what about Mason Crosby? Mason Crosby. What's his career? Like 87, 88%? <laughs> Mason Crosby isn't in the top 50 all time in career leaders and field goal percentage. What the shit? That's pretty bad. That is bad. According to this website, which maybe I have a bad website. He even has that one fantasy football. Why you should pick him. Where he kicks it into the tower of the, and it rings the bell like three times. He has a career field goal percentage of 81.4%. Damn, dude, that's pretty low. That would be that depending on decimal points, that would put him around 20th. Act amongst active players. Only. Yeah. Damn, they gotta just ship him out. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. All right. 
Man, I'm excited because I, I have some evil lined up for you. Eat Sam. It's <laughs> peace and love, baby. OJ. Which is appropriate because we were talking running backs. Look yeah. at that. And OJ is full circle. Arguably one of the greatest. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, he's certainly one of the greatest running backs and probably murderers. That dude is a killer. Put up, that dude literally wrote a book about how he would have done it if he killed them. If he did it. <laughs> if that doesn't tell you, he probably oh. did it. Oh, my God. Dude, have you been on his Twitters at all? Dude, when he makes videos, he always starts his videos. He's like, hello, Twitter world. Like, <laughs> dude, he's he's kind of scary even on Twitter. He's off the walls, dude. Yeah, he's nuts. Oh, goodness gracious. Mm. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Check out all of our sister podcasts on the Dip Podcast Network. Interact with us on social media, on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter. We're at the Dip Network. Um, make sure you uh, make sure to interact with us, not just about football. That you can interact with us about baseball and basketball as well on those platforms. Even darts. Even, Sorry, I mean definitely interact with us on about darts. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing better than a nine darter, baby. Dude, There's nothing, nothing better. Gosh. Mm. We haven't talked about nine darter in a while. Yeah, we're gonna have to, dude. At our draft party, there will be darts. Do you want me to be drafting, or do you want me to be playing darts? We're gonna be both. We're also gonna be drinking. Whether <laughs> <laughs> the plastic ones, <laughs> oh. we're gonna hurt somebody. Yeah, it's gonna be, be honest. Great. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be a great time. It's gonna be a great time. Yeah. It's gonna be a great time. Ethan, anything else before we get out of here? Stay safe, guys. Amen to that. Stay safe. I don't have anything else before we, uh, before I, I, I hit them with the signature sign off. So, appreciate you guys listening. I really, love really you. do. We love you so much. And, like, we do, we, we, we do this for us, but we do it for you. Like, this is this is this is a safe place, and we just want you to feel the love. And uh, hopefully, we have another fun summer uh, of podcasts coming up. I I certainly expect we will. Uh, we'll we probably won't be doing a basketball draft again because like doing the same shit every time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but we'll still have some good things uh, coming up. Uh, I, I think we're we're gonna. If we get in a slow period with some news, the, the downside is we had a, a lot of news. Downside, it's not a bad thing. Uh, we had a lot of news that we needed to hit over the last couple of weeks, uh, or at least catch Ethan up on uh, with him out. So we, we haven't gotten to do some of the more fun things like we did with the ranking the 32 quarterbacks. Um, maybe we'll do something oh, like similar like that. Twitter account. Oh, I mean, it, it, we don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, my one, my oh. one thing. Before- I got this. Um, I know you want to say this because um, I saw in our chat. What's his name? Uh, Sims comments. Chris Sims. Don't be a Chris. Don't be a Chris. Don't be a- Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. 
Are, are we putting him on bump, bump status? Because that was yeah. shit, man. Like, yeah. Immediate that, bump status. Okay. Immediate bump status. I, I hate his takes anyway. Like, yeah. just the way that he views the quarterback position, I think, is pretty terrible. And I think it might be slightly racist. Hmm. Um, Convenient. I know, big shock. Big shock. Uh, yeah, he's he's historically has favored white quarterbacks. Big Mac Jones guy. Is this the guy that said he would take Kirk Cousins over Lamar in a primetime game? Probably. That sounds like something Chris said. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. If he did. Oh. That, that totally tracks. It fits the bill. It fits the bill big time. And by the way, by the way, Mike Florio is who he does his show. Uh, like they, they have their show with. When you make Mike Florio look like a really centered, like well-mannered guy, that's so bad, dude. Uh. Mike Florio sucks. So the fact that Chris Sims made him look like a decent fellow was uh, something. Was something. So uh, if you're wondering what, what it's about. Look look it up on Twitter. It, it's a it's a take about a, a a dolphin super fan. I'll keep it yeah. I'll keep it at that. Uh, congratulations, Chris Sims, on hitting bum status. Maybe even fuck that guy bum status. We'll find out. We'll, yeah, we'll find we'll out. Yeah, we're, we'll we'll leave it on regular bum status. But if he says anything else egregious, we're ready to move that bad boy to fuck that guy bum status. Oh yeah, happily ready. So. However, I think that means we should wrap it up here. So, thank you guys for listening, and we will check you on the next one.